0: All right. Episode three, Royce and Judd Unchained. Do you want to start with the power that I carry in this <laughs> town to get people it, fired? It is
1: amazing. Now, I did say this. When you call for everyone in town to be fired, <laughs> it doesn't prove your chances of being right once in a while. You're playing the odds. But uh, you know what? I didn't think he was gone, but uh, you you read it better. You read the tea leaves better than I did. John D. Filippo, who only a week earlier Chris Collinsworth told us very <laughs> insightfully, one of the hottest young coaching minds in the NFL, and probably going to get a head coaching job, got fired today because of a couple of fourth and one calls in that game yesterday, right?
0: Oh, a third down too. What they were? What two of whatever on third? Two of ten or yeah. whatever on third? Oh, two on fourth down. You listen. Right. The easiest guy to read in this town, it's not even Zim, close, yeah. is Zim. And when Zim gets up after, you've lost, what, at this point now, three or four, but when Zim gets up after the previous two defeats and blames you, Yeah. You're yeah done.
1: He basically said, what, we could have blocked better, we could have done this better, and we could have had better <laughs> plays or something like that. What a beauty he is. Can't help himself. So. But he's now on probation. You know what? I Let me tell you, in my opinion, this was Spielman's hire. John Filippo. he thought it was a big coup to steal somebody from the Eagles mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, uh, let's face it, that was a pretty good looking football team when they kicked the hell out of the Vikings and then, kicked, then went up and down the field against the uh, Patriots in the World Series, uh, the Super Bowl. That's the one. The
0: footballs. Yeah, the the football. Yeah, it's. Uh, It all runs together sometimes. But remember
1: the celebration when we stole him away, and all you frauds out there, all you Viking frauds—not to be confused with Gopher frauds—Viking frauds who celebrated the idea that we had stolen this coach away from the Eagles, who are now denying that you thought it was great that they got him. You're frauds. Let me say that because you loved it when we brought in Flip. I'd I'd like to go back to some of those Viking boards and see the
0: salutes this guy was receiving. Oh yeah, we got the Philadelphia guy. We got the now. Mm-hmm. But but you're right on Zim because this is also now 2016. Norv, yes. either either oh you got ran out either got ran out He didn't
1: fire him, but he said he wasn't gonna
0: call plays anymore yeah. and you're gonna let Schirmer whatever it run is, the show. Whatever it is, you have Norv in two thousand sixteen. Then he finally gets his guy in Shermer, who was fantastic, but of course was so good he took a head coaching job. And now you got Flip. So you're you're right in the sense that you can't just keep running out OCs year after year if you don't like them.
1: No, and let's face it, uh he put Filippo in this situation by three weeks ago starting to say we got to run the ball more often mm-hmm. their offense was much more functional when they weren't trying to run the ball right yes uh so that thing you watched last night to me was uh as much on Zimmer as De Filippo yeah that, but uh listen I thought considering the opposition, that was the worst game the offensive line has had. When they get run over by the Bears, there's an explanation. That's the best front around, right? Mm-hmm. When you got the big monster in the middle and Mack and the others. But that's not – this is not the Seahawks of y- or your, you know. These are – this is a mediocre defense. Yeah, I was gonna say, this defense and it was a track meet back to the quarterback there the first half.
0: Yes. Yeah. This is – the, the thing about this now, too, is it looked to me like everybody on offense was doing their job absolutely scared. Because I think Zim makes people th- that uptight. Yes. I really do. Cousins looks like he is just completely <laughs> mind bleeped. De Filippo was calling plays. He looked mind bleeped. And I, I think the thing with Zim is he is a hell of a defensive coach, Patrick. But with Zim... He's got these these necessary evils in football. He puts up with. Unfortunately, they're called the quarterback, <laughs> the offense, and, and the, the kicker. kicker. And he makes all of their lives so bleeping mm. miserable. They don't know what to do. But by the, the end, Daniel Carlson's gone to Oakland. He can't Man, miss. He can't miss.
1: He could kick him left footed now, and they go yeah, in. He know?
0: can't miss. But he was so uptight here. He was Gosh. so. So I think Zim's probably. I think is, Zim's in trouble. This is uh let's.
1: Okay, I still think they win two out of three and make the playoffs. One reason being, when they're going to play the Bears, yep. the last game of the year, the Bears won't have to play anybody, you know, because the Bears by then will be locked into the third playoff spot and have won the division. So they that should be a win, but you know, I can see them losing to Miami. I you know, I I don't they they all they got to do is win two out of three yes. be the, They're eight seven and one to be two out of three, but, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it, this team is so far from being what we all expected them to be. It's ridiculous. It's, uh, it's, this is a, this is a mediocre, uh, team right now. And, uh, last night was as bad as it can get to the point where, uh, you know, I mean, you you can't move any, but the offensive line, Obviously, has been a problem all year, but
0: last night was the worst it's been, in my opinion, because of the opposition. Yeah, and that defense was out there constantly. The first half oh, was embarrassing. The Defense played great. Yeah, but I mean, it's embarrassing because you're watching, and they they were gassed. Mm-hmm. They were absolutely dead. They were dead, but they couldn't. But the the offense couldn't do a damn thing. And and I did find it very telling when Thielen was caught by the ESPN mics on the field. He finally caught a pass in like the fourth quarter, and got up and said very clearly, that play's been there all bleeping night long. Well, was he saying it because he hadn't called it or because
1: Cousin hadn't thrown him
0: a the ball? Well, in light of the events of today, it might have been because of how it was not called.
1: <laughs> well, how many plays are there? Cousin, Thielen, go down eight yards and get open. Yeah. And we're throwing it to you. Inter- I think all those those two fourth down plays where he ended up running out of bounds and throwing it away and yeah. like an idiot. Uh, I, I think... Those are plays where you throw it to Thielen or Diggs on your first look uh-huh. and let him catch it, uh-huh. right? Yeah, Diggs can do that. He was, he was. Both of them can do that. Yes. And then once he starts rolling out, you're you're out of luck. Take your look. If he's open, take your other look. And I know they were being double teamed, but it, you know it's fourth and one. Get it near them, for goodness sakes. I I don't know. It's uh,
0: or how about quarterback sneak like you did twice yeah, and it worked. Yeah, it's not that hard.
1: Well, I
0: I know everybody wants to blame it on the offensive coordinator,
1: but the quarterback stunk. The offensive line stunk. Dalvin Cook's an overrated guy. But the one thing people should remember is Seattle tackled as well as I've ever seen. Yes. The amount of number of open field tackles they made that uh, was really impressive. There was two or three times that Cook looked like he might go somewhere and somebody tackled him. It's amazing in the it, open field
0: it's amazing these teams that tackle by actually grabbing people yes. as, as opposed to these idiots Coming up and hitting them I'll up. never understand that one
1: Ben guessing i I made that observation last night on Twitter about how well they tackled, and he said they practice he sent something out that he'd seen that they rugby style tackling they practice in august they they really they, they practice this without pads. Okay. they go out there and they play rugby and Practice grabbing people and pulling them down, and they did that.
0: And that works. Yes. That's the incredible thing. Instead of I come up and bowling ball myself yeah. off you, and I it. bounce off you, and you go for ten more and yards. By the way,
1: that's what they're trying to teach in high schools now too—is that kind of a grab and roll, yeah, you know, kind of kind of style. But they did a great job tackling. But uh, I don't know. I mean, that defense—you can't play Russell Wilson any better than they did.
0: No, they were they were great. Yeah. But it, this team, this franchise, is incredible. But wait, now, okay, now if Stefanski has
1: a good game against Miami. "Ah, ah, ah, It was all Flip's fault. Yeah, it was all Flip's fault.
0: Ventline will start with that observation from somebody. I think it was
1: uh, was either Jim Lee Howell or Allie Sherman with the New York Giants in the 1950s. He had Landry on his staff, and I can't remember who the offensive guys were. were. But Landry was his defense. And he came up with the name coordinator. These guys are coordinators. Really? It's the greatest stroke of genius in history. Because now, as I said, don't blame me. I'll fire him. You don't have to fire me. I'll fire him. (laughs) It's the greatest invention in the history of man. Coordinators. Zim takes no responsibility (laughs) for being pathetic. You know? Fleck now gets no pos- no responsibility You're right on this one. for giving up 150 yeah. points to Maryland, Illinois, and whoever the hell else it was. Yep. No responsibility. It's the coordinator. Now we got Joe Rossi. He's the greatest defensive coordinator ever. Until next year, they go to Fresno and give up 45. Okay. So... <laughs> It's the the coordinators.
0: So you're are saying great the, t- and the title was the stroke of the ca- genius. Title was the like stroke of genius. The quarterbacks coach. If
1: you I your quarterbacks coach, it's like, oh, he's just yeah, the quarterbacks no, coach. Yeah, yeah, right. Or the who was, cares about he's that? He's a Defensive assistant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's a defensive assistant. It's your fault. You're the coach. But now he's a coordinator. My God, he's in charge.
0: This does this move today though does definitely show, and I'm not surprised by it, but what the expectations still are. In that building, this has nothing to do with outside pressure. They don't give a damn about that. But this this goes to show you because Spielman knows if cousins if this thing falls apart, he's gone too. Oh, like this is the yes, one. Yeah, this is the yeah, one move could, they
1: could blow this up because the Ziegmeister can't be happy uh, knowing that he still owes uh, Kirk Cousins uh, fifty six million dollars
0: guaranteed. Guaranteed.
1: How much abuse do you think the Ziegmeister gets when he goes to a uh, owners meeting for giving a hundred percent guaranteed contract. I bet a lot of his colleagues are not real happy. A lot. Because they've now started the trend, right? Yes. So uh yeah the Zig. We know the Zig uh, of course when he fired Tice it was because he was anxious to hire somebody mm-hmm. fire somebody be and be He didn't honor.
0: and he was didn't care about Tice at all.
1: No. No. But uh this is uh he could one of them will get if they don't make the playoffs. One of them will get blown out. If they, finish, you think so? That this quick, if they plenty seven, eight, and one. Spielman or uh, Zimmer will get blown out.
0: See, I thought if they didn't, if they didn't make the playoffs, that they both would survive this time around. But the pressure going into 2019 would be enormous then.
1: Well, the trouble is, what are your expectations if you go? If you if this team, this team isn't on an upward spiral. I mean, this team isn't on an upward. Spiral, upward
0: trajectory you know, Brad trajectory yeah
1: they uh, this was this was the year everything came
0: together well i think you got a couple of years now still but but this guy listen at quarterback he might not be able to do it i want, the more i watch him but he doesn't like pressure <laughs> we we have all these stats <laughs> you think, about you think that's a problem <laughs> we have all
1: these stats about how under pressure he's yeah. been good well there's a difference between pressure and pressure You know, there's a the guys somewhere near him. He's okay, but I thought he was bailing out early last night a few times. The offensive line was terrible, but the uh, record against that's not a good stat. The record against teams that are better than
0: 500. Oh yeah, four and twenty-four. Yeah, and what 0 and seven on Monday night games now? And yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't like pressure. And the other thing is, if you read the quotes, it's always, it's never, a, "this is on me" type of quote. He, he's but, the anti. But here's that guy. the deal:
1: they now, now, De Filippo, who was a hero when we hired him, hero about halfway through the season. Now is Schnelker Jr. Uh, and, but they kept Stefanski. They wouldn't let him go to, to, if he has a. If they have a good game against Miami, see the Vikings suddenly will be heroic for having kept Stefanski, right? Oh yeah. they so suddenly, oh. the, suddenly those purple <laughs> butt kissers will be telling us, "Ooh, you know, see they they figured it out again. They were right all along to keep Stefanski. They weren't uh, they weren't idiots for bringing in this guy and then bragging about how they had this bright young coach." Go back and read this, guys. Well, he'll be a coach. He'll be a head coach next year. After we were worried about. Four. We were worried about. Worried that. about we losing. Were him. Worried about losing him. Just like you idiots were worried about losing Brew when he was seven and one. We you. Were... <laughs> here's my trouble with Minnesota sports fans. You're
0: frauds. <laughs> we were actively we were actively fretting well Dfle is going to come here but it's only going to be for a year oh yeah because he's going to get a head, head coaching coach. job because he's going to get a job for sure- mm-hmm. I wa- you know what else how long do you think he'll be back in Philadelphia Tuesday morning oh I think so yeah. yeah I mean Wednesday or so yeah how long do you think Zim is going to want to do this too that's the other thing you know he really likes to coach defense but I think the rest of this crap drives him crazy. I really do. I think he hates quarterbacks. I think he hates cousins. I think he hates every kicker he's ever met. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, the coordinators drive him nuts. He won't give his defensive coordinator any power.
1: Let's face it. We all watch the Viking game and we we get disappointed in uh, the an effort like last night. But then, if we're real, true blue lovers of Minnesota sports, we can't wait till Zim's press post game press conference when he's got the red ass. Oh, great. Nothing beats. See, I mean, we've had guys who would explode before and stuff like Bernsey and that was fun. But this guy is, as you said, so predictable and so irritated when things don't work out the way
0: he'd planned that yes. it's 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 a hoot. It's, it's hilarious.
1: I think it's great.
0: Do You suppose he's riding home in the plane last night, and he's sitting in the seat. I wonder if he fired him. And, That's what I'm. And, on the and he's thinking to himself, "I'm gonna I'm gonna do it right now." I'm going to get up right yeah, now and fire. Yeah, right. He's like, no, no, I shouldn't do that. No, you know you what? Know. I'm, I'm going to fire him. Scr- oh, Rick, gave, I'm firing him.
1: The uh, the flight attendant, he gave her a note. He said, give this to that guy back there. You're <laughs> fired. Say, he didn't say Zim. guy. <laughs> That's, you're fired, Zim. He was three. Probably sh- didn't tell. I bet he was sitting next to Spielman on the
0: plane. Oh, and three shard- to a, I got it. Three I, red wines in, too. I guarantee you that Spielman didn't want to do this. No, 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 a, Rick doesn't it's like It's an embarrassment. No, Rick doesn't like this type of thing. No,
1: because he was a hero for bringing him in, and now he's an yeah. idiot.
0: Now, I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised if they both were involved in Filippo being hired because I do think that Zimmer's main goal with this was to find out what the Eagles did to his defense. But that's how that's just how he is. Like, I think he saw Filippo as a great hire because anybody that could beat me that bad or is associated with that. So, it's all very it's odd. It's funny
1: how the, the – the, the legend we were receiving too was that uh, that Filippo was the real brains behind the offense with Peterson, and that Frank Reich had the title. But <laughs> Frank Reich was, you know, not that not that sharp, and this was the sharp guy. And Peterson 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 was calling the plays. And now Frank Reich's gone to Indianapolis and been great, and we have to run this guy out after. But nationally. They're a joke. This this makes them a joke. Vikings? Yes. Yeah. Now, maybe if it works, then they're not a joke. But right now, nationally, you can't, you know, fire another offensive coordinator 13 games into a season. When you've got this track record of firing them, you're a joke.
0: How many other football coaches, too, have you seen who, who have fired in season two coordinators? Two coordinators. I can't think of uh, many. Not in this short a
1: period. I mean, I'm trying to think of another. This is give, very
0: hockey like. Another, yeah, I know. We that, get very but, uh, frustrated in hockey and just fire people. Mm-hmm. See, that's what hockey needs. Boots and the boys. They need coordinators. They need
1: offensive and defensive coordinators power so play they coordinator. can get them fired. Huh? Power, power play coordinator. Power play coordinator. coordinator. Coordi- yeah, name yeah, the power guy. Power play sucks. We gotta
0: There's get a power right. play coach, but you could yes. name him the coordinator and then just fire his ass.
1: Baseball's had it for years, you know. Baseball had it before. Before
0: uh, football, pitching coach, had, uh, hitting coach, pitching coach, hitting
1: coach. You know, he, the rest of them don't matter, but
0: the right. pitching coach, hitting
1: coach, you can fire those guys. Anyway, it's uh, it's it's uh, Zim's. It is funny. I mean, we talked about this on an earlier Ricey and Judd Unchained about Zim's popularity, mm-hmm. why we adopted him immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, the honeymoon's over. After last night, just from what I've seen on. Yep. You know, there's everybody it was eighty percent fire flip yep. and twenty percent fire zim,
0: you know. Yep.
1: And well actually I should say There's
0: some fire spielman there too now. I was actually gonna say it was seventy percent fire
1: flip, fifteen percent fire spielman, fifteen percent fire uh, fire zim. But but we are now we have gone from oh we love crusty zim to uh we're we're okay if we're okay with saying bad things about Zim now.
0: This also is the first quarterback under Zim since since Zim got here, but but he didn't draft or uh, trade for those guys. The first quarterback that I think we don't like or are not going to like. Cousins. Yeah. Cousins doesn't do. Teddy, we love Teddy. Zim loved Teddy. Yeah. We love Teddy, right? Case was a great story. Bradford came in briefly but was a hero for coming in until it all uh, went to hell in 2016. Keenum was a great story. So we all loved Case. I think we're gonna turn on Kirk here pretty quick.
1: Oh, I think they got I think he was turned on last night. So but uh you know what? He's one of those decent enough guys. You know, he's he's okay, but he's you know, with his inter his long postgame and then his Wesley thing is kind of annoying. It's like uh like he's smarter than you. It's the hey, anti farve I mean, Like yeah.
0: farv far was was manipulative, but oh, he knew how Fars to do had, it. Favre
1: far would come in and take no responsibility. Right. But this guy doesn't take a lot of the responsibility and we don't like it cuz he's too smooth. Yep. Far would come in and all shooks. Heck. Yeah, I threw six interceptions. I could have thrown eight. You know, it's a bad day. And they say, "Oh, good old Brett."
0: Did Bernard run the right route? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I <laughs> thought he was—he was supposed to be on this flat and wasn't. Yeah, but but
1: yeah, I gotta read that. I gotta yeah. read that. <laughs> I, I, I'm taking full responsibility. For nothing.
0: But you're right. Kirk has the Kirk has the I'm really intelligent and I'm going to tell you something. I mean, his thing last night, I think it was, about Diggs and Thielen and about how he couldn't throw him the ball because they're double covered and I can't do it is the biggest bunch of BS I've ever heard. Because you saw shots where Thielen's wide open. Oh, the Diggs made one of the great catches yeah. of all
1: time. I mean, they were going to call pass and throw the flag, but they would have thrown it there if he hadn't caught it. Uh, but uh, that was a fantastic oh. catch. But, yeah, well, he—I think, as you say, he's managed to irritate his two-star receivers too,
0: right? Yeah, Diggs and- yeah. Diggs didn't talk after the Patriots game because he was so PO'd. and then he talked last night, and I saw he said basically said it's the same old bleep. Mm-hmm. That's never a good thing when you get receivers saying that.
1: No, but uh, you know, it's uh, it was a uh, it was uh, of their uh, dis. Well, Buffalo was obviously where'd that come from? Game,
0: right? That was last night, was awful. Yeah, just too bad they
1: didn't get shut out.
0: They really deserved well, they really did. It. They deserved it. They really did. Yes. I, and I by the way, ca- I was over count- the line of
1: scrimmage. I don't care what anybody says. You can't. Oh, be with a, the... You can't be a step and a half over the line
0: and put your arm back here. I think as long as the last foot's back there, you can uh, drag. That. You crap. can drag that. It, that's not a touchdown either, though. So oh. who gives a crap? Yeah. And, and oh, and that's the. I just like that's having that.
1: When you play like that, you should have. When people refer back to your last time
0: you got shot out it should be that. Game. It should be that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I want to see the stats on Cousins padded stats as well. You know cuz he put up oh, some stats oh, yeah. again last night that were absolute BS. Somebody had those today. I
1: thought I read those that if you take away the last 5 minutes if you take away oh, somebody, garbage time Okay, good.
0: If you take away garbage this. time
1: it's uh it's pretty uh pretty uh mediocre.
0: All right, where to next on Unchained Harold Baines? Uh well, I mean, it's up to you, but well, I think we uh, should commit these to the these thoughts to the record. You know one Thing I was thinking
1: about when before the abomination started last night was the early years of Monday Night Football. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's kind of sad that you got to watch it with the sound turned down because that idiot Jason Witten might say something. So I I I got to listen to it with the sound. Then once in a while I gotta turn it up to if they're explaining something that happened. Uh and Booger is just there for comic relief, but Quentin's an idiot. Uh so you can't watch it. And it was taking me back to the early years when, you know, you had Andy Don and Howard and Gifford, mm-hmm. but when they had the blackouts, you know, it wasn't sellouts. It was the home games were blacked out. Where in the Seventy, you know, it started
0: what seventy? Monday night football. uh, Seventy, yes, yes. I remember correct
1: when on the normal games, Sunday games, the CBS. You had to go to Rochester if you weren't at the game. You had to basically the Kaler Hotel down in Rochester on Saturday nights jam packed. Really, Viking fans. Yeah, if you were in the hospital, you couldn't get in. Man, Mayo, you got to
0: because it was
1: all drunk Viking fans, and they. They'd go down there and, you know, make a weekend of it. But on uh, ABC, you know, the Monday night, you could see it in Faribault. So I remember us going to Faribault and watching it. A bunch of us, when I was covering the Twins or whatever and not involved in covering the Vikings, we'd all drive to Faribault. People cannot believe now that we have Thursdays and Mondays and stuff, what a phenomenon it was when it started. It was. Unbelievable that that's, we get to watch a football game on a Monday night. What yeah. the hell? It's uh, it's amazing. I was thinking about that, how phenomenal it was, and now how routine it is. Okay, they Monday night,
0: Monday night football's here. It's no big deal. But they still try and make it. I, I don't well, understand. Sunday night, is, yeah. e-
1: ESPN tries.
0: But, but. E- ESPN should just hire two really good people and treat it like a normal game now. Mm-hmm. Like this whole, because they still try and treat it. You know, they got the Boogermobile and all that. Stuff just treat it like just hire two good a uh, mm-hmm. play by play guy who's good an analyst who's good and be done with it hmm it it is
1: amazing though think of sports marketing back in those days. we gotta black out the game the home games to protect the season ticket holders and make people come to the game yeah because if we give them free tickets, if we give them free, they won't buy tickets, so your marketing was to not let Half the people who live in the state of Minnesota see the home games unless they drove somewhere. And it's the same thing in baseball. Calvin's first year here, first five or six, seven years, they had 20 games on television. Four Friday Friday night games at home in the summer and 16 road games. Total, 20 games.
0: I think when I was
1: we don't want to give them too much baseball, they won't buy tickets.
0: I think I had when when I was a kid. I think the first year I watched the Twins in '78. I think it was 25 games, still. Could have been
1: something like that. Yeah. 20... Well, they were on WCCO for a while, and the only place they could get to put them on, yeah, was WCCO, and WCCO had to preempt preempt CBS programming, you know. So during the summer, is you know that they, they didn't have. Yeah, it was. It's amazing how sports. Now we get mad if we don't get to see a summer league basketball game. you know, or a,
0: Yes. Is that game on TV? Oh, and if a Twins afternoon, the Twins can be 2-25. Oh, yeah. yeah, last year. And if year, a Wednesday afternoon game is blacked out, we all last get year, ticked you off. wouldn't people wouldn't go to the game if you
1: gave them free everything. But if your Thursday night, Thursday afternoon game in August wasn't on TV, why isn't this game on TV so I can't watch it? I wanna, I wanna have the opportunity to not watch it. You
0: know? <laughs> well, I was gonna say you could get a lot done without bothering mm-hmm. with, with the Twins game. So, so the games were blacked out though.
1: Blacked they out. They were not. Yeah, and then now a few years later, it, a sellout it became rule. sellouts. The okay. sellout rule, but there were three or four years there, I think, all through the '60s. And when Monday Night Football started, it was still a blackout. And I think that was '70.
0: It, it was '70 for 70, sure. '70,
1: '71, '72. It was still home games weren't on TV.
0: You're right. That is a remarkable marketing. I can't remember if they put playoff games on. Maybe they
1: did home playoff games. But uh, but they, you know,
0: I remember driving to.
1: Why the hell else would we driven to Fairball?
0: That had to be quite. That had to be quite the drive home, home. by the way. Huh? I said that that had to be quite the drive home back in the day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We won't get into that. (laughs) You weren't, there weren't big signs on the road saying, stay sober. Uh, well,
1: part of it was there weren't that many cars. <laughs> it was easy to avoid.
0: <laughs> fewer it's cars, not Jonathan, I'm not proud of it. Okay. I'm Jonathan Harrison producing. <laughs> Royce. There were fewer cars. That's why I was better. Well, hell, 35W didn't open till when? Right about then. Late 60s, maybe. Yeah, what, what was so, the what was the drive back to Minneapolis before thirty five W? Portland Avenue, or oh. a lot of it, you know, oh Portland God. Avenue, and then so it was. Uh, yeah, it was uh,
1: interesting. Anyway, yeah, it was Monday Night Football. Man. <laughs> Sorry about it that. It was aside. a big deal. Yeah,
0: uh, winter meetings. Uh, What's going to happen? Nothing. Again, they aren't going to get any.
1: I'm just. There's only one thing I'm worried about is they're going to because because they, cause they want to draft a Rule Five guy. They'll take my guy willens Zostaio off the uh, forty man, and I'll be very upset.
0: Well, he's tearing up the uh, I know winter league, right? Let's just hope he gets out alive, huh? Hey, that happens every winter now. It seems like yes, you got to. They got to get out of there.
1: I don't know. They, they, I'm, I'm shocked that any of these guys agree to play down there. Two guys murdered. And...
0: I wouldn't want my players down there. That's no. the thing. If if I if I sign you, I don't want you. Well, down.
1: they're you know the kids they sign now. They send to the Dominican. Yeah, they sent him in, an, and you know, 15 years ago, 20, when Johan came up, the Venezuelan kids were better educated, smarter, picked up English much easier than the Dominican kids, and now it's uh, you know it's, the country's been ruined basically. But uh, yeah, I don't. Here's the deal: they don't want to tell us they're not going to sign anybody, but they're not going to sign anybody. They don't want to make that public. But, right. Uh, I think they're going to have a. million payroll and everybody's gonna go crazy and but and because they've already thrown out there well we had the biggest payroll, highest payroll in twins history last year and basically saying what good did it do us so I I think these guys want to start all over basically but part of the problem is because of snow and Buxton they don't know what they have so right I mean you you can't say okay we we need this and this because we got Sano and Buxton. Mm-hmm. You know we got Sano and Buxton, and you know we
0: we don't know. You might need a third baseman and a and a center fielder. Yes. You know? So anyway. and this is the damnedest thing too because there's nothing right now that you can do. You can't trade them. There's no value there, no, really. No, I mean, you're, you you're not going to give them away on in case they do develop. And so you got to keep. Them, and you can but go Europe, to spring training.
1: Know. You can go to spring training. Buxton can hit 150 in spring training, and you still got to put him in a lineup opening day and play him until July fourth, and see if he can hit. And then if he can't, then you, then it's time to. I mean, there's no option. Sending him back to Rochester accomplishes nothing. Right. Right. I mean, can he hit or can he? But I, 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 I was talking to Derek earlier today on the other podcast and said I got worried about him in spring training. You know, spring training doesn't count, but he had two good months in 2017, uh-huh. and he was the same bad hitter in the, all the exhibition games that he had been previously. And it just said, I said, okay, what the hell is going on here? Why is he back to being what he was? And he never got out of it. He always he, he went back to guessing and having a long swing. And so what
0: what was he doing right at the end of that? 17 then. He got a little quicker. His pitch recognition got a little
1: better. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe he was guessing right because he's a flat-out guess hitter, man. He takes that first-pitch fastball down the chute, as we say. Yeah. And then uh, then he fouls the next one off,
0: and he's doing 0-2, and then he chases. You know, you can throw it in the next batter's box,
1: and he'll chase it.
0: Are you confident that our our um, asking Sanoa to send us video of him working out well, he's is going gonna, to work? He's going to show up in January too. They're gonna
1: they're gonna get the eyes on him. Yeah, but it's better than taking his word for it. I can guarantee you, it's better than the year they were moving him to right field. When was that? Fifteen or sixteen? He came up in fifteen. It right? was sixteen, right? Fifteen. He came up. Yeah, so sixteen. And was good, good as a, in his natural position. Yeah, DH. He was good. Yeah. <laughs> and in 16 but he'd gotten 50, he'd gained 15 mm-hmm. he'd gone he was up in the 270s and part of the reason the twins moved him to right field in addition to signing the dangerous the ever dangerous one0 Park was uh they thought that that would encourage him to get in shape yes no all it encouraged him to do be was a fat right fielder <laughs> yes. But I was, I've told this story before, I was down there early in spring, and Brad Style, the farm director, was on MLB, you know, doing a phone-in interview, and they're asking him about snow, and he said, yeah, he's down there working every day, and, uh, and you know, he's down, he's down there, and he's taking fly balls and doing all this, it was late January. Well, he'd left like 10 days earlier for New York. And I'd been down there. I was going over there every day to see, and I saw him in the field two days. And the one day I saw him in the field working on his outfielding, he was being instructed by Oswaldo Arcia, whose life was in danger in the outfield. <laughs> but Oswaldo was teaching. I'll, I'll say one thing about mm-hmm. these guys: they aren't going to let. They aren't going to let that. They aren't going to trust him. Okay. Right. They're gonna right. They're gonna put eyes on him. Well, then and, they and, should. Yeah, I know. And so should have the previous administration, yeah. but they didn't. So. I I think in that case, these guys are, you know, they're on top of things much more than
0: the previous administration. Whether they know what the hell they're doing is
1: another issue.
0: When you so when you watch Sano at the plate, and he because because he came back in July in decent shape, I thought for him um, and struggled, couldn't hit the fastball. Is there is this all fixable with him? Like, like, what happened um, here? Because unlike with Buxton, I swear to God, when he came up, I saw a guy who... he, oh, he out he had bat speed. But he had an approach, too. But I thought a, he had.
1: He had great pitch recognition when he first came okay. out. Remember him? Yes. Now, to me, watch the check swings. Yeah. If he's check swinging once in a bat, like he's been for the last two years, then his pitch, pitch recognition is gone. But... And, and everybody talks about him chasing the breaking ball away, but he does that when he's behind in the count. His problem is he cannot hit a fastball between the navel and the letters. He, he can hit the ball down. He can hit like a lot of hitters, more like a left-handed hitter, actually. He can hit the ball down,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but he, he is no longer can catch up to the, the high fastball. And, and I mean the 95, 94, not 98. Nobody can catch up to that. Right. Bye, but I I don't know how he I think you know I I don't know, his pitch recognition's gotta get back to what it used to be. I remember the last month of his rookie year? Yeah. When he I mean, after being phenomenal for
0: two months, yep. he started
1: trying to hit every ball seven hundred feet. That's when
0: it all started But is that an adjustment That's by opposing teams or is that just on him? I think it's uh But modern velocity is, you
1: know, he's got to, he's got to get a pitch he can hit. You know, most of those 900-foot home runs he hit were bad breaking balls that the guy left in the middle of the plate. Everybody's talked about, oh, he's terrible on the slider. Well, he's terrible when he chases a slider, but you throw him a bad slider, he's gonna kill it. Right. But that's, you know, Kirby Puckett used to call those gifts from God those bad breaking balls. I don't know. He's He's got a better swing than Buxton, but if he keeps being late on the high fastball, then I don't know. But here's the deal. So you got uh, Sonome striking out 200 times. Mm-hmm. This Crone guy, he's not a strikeout machine, but he strikes out. Yes. Uh, you know, if, if Tyler Austin, if he's going to play, I don't think he will. He strikes out. What he what are you going to do? If you, who's going to get on base, Mauer, everybody's oh
0: well yeah good, who's going to get on base? All right, but here's, who's going to get on but base? But here's my question: They don't Do have you, any on base but guys. But here's my question: Are they that concerned about that right now? Because if you're right and they're, they're going to take this payroll down, are they that concerned? I don't know what they're concerned about. Right. As I say, I well, like, like them. I like, I like I like them, like them as be... guys,
1: but they're a mystery to me as
0: to what they're going. Well, they've got some type of play in mind. They have a plan. They, they've got some type of plan in mind here, and it definitely got screwed up by 2017. Oh yeah, it yeah. got screwed up.
1: Molly, in the middle of September 2017, was telling friends that he thought he was going to be fired. Yeah,
0: and then they made the playoffs. Right, but when... and then he became manager of the year, and they had to give him a three-year contract. <laughs> but when you make the trades they did at the end of July at the deadline that year. Oh, sure. You have no intention, if you're the no. front office of of no. winning baseball. Well, Royals.
1: they were five games behind the Royals. Yeah, the Royals kept everybody. The Royals said we're going to give it one more shot, and then went in that tank. And suddenly, the Twins were forced to make the playoffs yeah. by playing. Well, they had they were twenty and six that month. By the way, but here's another yeah. case of that the new velocity in baseball. Dozier Dozier can't hit that high fastball either. He, he he used to kill it, but but Buster told told us this in May or June, he was identifying some hitters who couldn't handle the ninety five ninety six that everybody was throwing, and Dozier's
0: are really got late on the velocity. You know, he hit
1: that high, you throw him that high fastball, and he'd be ready to hit it on the first pitch. Mm-hmm. But he had a hard time with velocity last year. That poor guy's not going to get a contract. He's, he's going to be in spring
0: training. Sitting. He's going to end
1: up. Going somewhere for three if he makes the team, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he he should sign now. Yeah, but I don't think he's got any options. If he waits, it's not going to. We'd rather end have well for Jordan
1: him. Scope, who only strikes out every other bat. You
0: know? so. Well, so here's my question though. So you got Krohn at first, Scope at second, Polanco at short, and Sanoa third. Yeah. How many errors are these guys going to have? Because Mauer did save Mauer saved Polanco's ass a lot. Oh yeah,
1: I don't know if krohns Cron's. More of a DH. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what point. they're going to do. I think there's only one solution: turn Willie Ostadio into a first baseman and tell him to start picking it. Man. Let's. <laughs> He'll do whatever it on. you ask. You know who had the best on-base percentage of the? Uh, Wetmore pointed this out to me of the remaining Twins. Who? With Maurer gone and Grossman gone, Willie Ostadio. Well, there you go. 371. And you know what Willie has to hit to get a 371 on-base? 371. <laughs> you, know, you know what he I gets, want a t
0: shirt? I by want a... the t shirt. Yes. Let's start the fan club. Oh, yeah, except he's gonna be in
1: Rochester. Well who I'm cares? Sure. Yeah.
0: They're gonna be if they're bad. He'll be,
1: yeah, he'll get called up. It'll be he'll more be the, fun. He'll be the guy you can call up to play three four and center
0: field. Until they, they do it. Free Willie. The free Willie campaign. Free Willie, yes. And then we can turn that, that into the Willie's been called up. Willie's here camp. Well, you better stay on a forty man, because I've promised a protest. Meeting
1: at the crew statue and marching around the stadium, and it's cold at this time. Yeah, of I was going to say you
0: might have bitten off a little <laughs> more. I might be,
1: I might be a one man protest, and I got a bad knee.
0: I'll be limping around. Bring there. your grandson. <laughs> Tell him it'll be great fun. Yeah, maybe he'll come along. I All right, know. you got to give me the at, at least quick, the bane, the, the Bains Bains thing. Come on, it's a brutal,
1: it's terrible, it's it's. You're uh, a voter, though. You're... It's an embarrassment. Uh, we gave him six percent of the vote. This is not the writers. It's not our fault. Ah, uh, this is an embarrassment to the Hall of Fame. He was a good hitter. Uh, he was a DH for years. It's, uh, it's, I'm sure the Hall of Fame is embarrassed. And uh, I don't know what to tell you. I, I beyond that. But here's my question. Everything we, everything we as writers, we have the toughest standard in sports for making the Hall of Fame. And this was just, they took a big bag of horse crap and threw it right in our faces mm-hmm. This guy should not even be considered. When you only gets when your highest level of voting is 6.1%, you cannot be on the ballot. And I don't know what, to, beyond that, I don't know what to tell you. Because, you know, the the bad thing about it now is he's going to get more ridicule for being a Hall of Famer than for not, not you know, he, he was a good player, a good hitter, but it's ridiculous.
0: I, I don't know what else to tell you. I guess my question though is as a guy who's been a v- voter for a long time what's the purpose then? Like if you have yeah, this stan- yeah, like if you have say, this standard which they, is great I would hope the baseball
1: writers will take some action today at the uh, or tomorrow at the uh, annual winter meeting and uh, meeting out in Vegas and protest in some way that these guys remain on the We've done that in the past. Have you? And try you? to Get them to have to attain a certain level, to, but because
0: if you I look at know. this now, Maurer but, but, has but to it's walk but in. It's,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, Mauer's not. I don't think the baseball writers are going to change their standards, so these guys are all going to
0: have to wait. You know, and they'll just get in through the, it, unless they change these yeah. committees again, which they've done yeah. before, right? But but you know, he's sitting there now, like a.
1: You know, I mean, what do you say to Fred McGriff? I've never voted for Fred McGriff, right? You know what do you what do you say i sure as hell hope edgar makes it this time because i only started voting for edgar three because i'm very light on dhs you know
0: i don't and closers know. you said right yeah, closers and dhs
1: it's, it's closer numbers don't do anything for you. Mm-hmm.
0: i mean if you were
1: fantastic and unhittable and fine i'll vote for you but if if you got 400 say i mean who's the record holder it's bobby Thigpen at 60 or something.
0: yeah like Yes, you White know, Sox or something. Uh, that doesn't do it
1: for me, but uh, yeah, it's uh, but only because of Tom Kelly did I start voting for Edgar about four years ago because he's probably the best hitter, you know, the tough hitters they've ever faced. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that. I guess I was just headed, affirmed by that. And I, I've always said as a voter, I, I reserve the right to change my mind, you know, and and I've done it on him. I think he'll make it this time, and I hope he does. Because you imagine? Harold Baines got in and Edgar did, you idiots. Yeah. Wait in, vote in, Edgar. But, people, but
0: you're right. People aren't going to They're make that They're not going to differentiate, no.
1: But I think the, you know, the Hall of Fame has kept changing the rules for these veteran committees, and they keep trying to get it right, but they've never gotten it.
0: Well, this is an all time swing and a miss. Oh, it's and, and what the Baines committee had 16 people on it. Larusa, who managed Baines, was on it. Was it Sherholes that had an association? I saw three names of people that were strongly and associated and, and with Baines and said, Yeah, and said that he, he should be in, and they did it. And it's really too bad. Um, and you know what? Yeah, there's a bunch of guys in the Canton
1: Hall of Fame that
0: are, you know,
1: Gene Hickerson. Okay, yeah, wow. Uh, but they don't get the abuse. Baseball, for some reason, is the is the one people care about because it's held. to People a... don't care about
0: baseball anymore, but they care about the right. Hall of Fame because they care about statistics. Still, well, they care about the war. history of the. He sport.
1: had a war of fourteen, and this guy had take your war, go into a private room, and place it where the sun doesn't shine. Okay.
0: Willie Mays had a very good war. Yes, he did. He,
1: I was shocked that the all-time great leaders in war were like Aaron and Baze, <laughs> because before that I had no idea they were good players until I saw their war.
0: I had no idea you were a big Pumpsy Green fan. Oh before yeah, that. right. Oh, Pumpsy was a great Pumpsy, player. In Fact, I would have Choo Choo Coleman. I would have,
1: I would have voted for Pumpsy for the Hall of Fame just because he got off the team bus with Gene Connolly to go to Israel one day. They both had uh, way back when. I'd have to look that up. Really? You know that Pumpsy Green was the first black player the Boston
0: Red yes. Sox ever had, and it was, what, 59? Or... Yeah.
1: Former Miller, by the way.
0: Pumpsy I did not Green. know that. Yes,
1: very good Miller, yes.
0: Yeah, because the, the Sox were the last team to uh, break the color barrier, Plus, right? How can you, yes, and how can you not like a guy named Pumpsy? Oh, it's a great name. Yes, it is fantastic. We we lack names in today's society like Pumpsy. Jordan, give us a, uh, Jonathan, excuse me. Uh, Jonathan Jordan. Jordan, who was
1: the Jordan I was thinking of? Uh, I was ridiculing a Jordan the other day, and, uh, oh. The racing geek? No, they can, no, not him. I oh, is a Jordan. I love him. Uh, Jonathan, what's, what's the count here? Uh, 45. Holy cow! What else we got to talk about? Uh,
0: there's gotta well, be something. We, well, let's see, we, we could talk Volleyball. about... Volleyball! Very oh, heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. Very heartbreaking. I was, I was going to bring up my the, wild, but the volleyball. We got the choking. volleyball
1: uh, final four here uh, this yeah. weekend. A little of the fun has been taken out of it by the uh, loss. Tell me about that uh, set again. Oh, it was fantastic. It was one of the great, in an isolation, it was one of the great moments. I've, if, if 50 minutes can be a moment. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Uh, 41-39. They thought they had it won. You know, 38-37, there's this play. And uh, Samantha Seliger-Swenson, who's fantastic, senior last match, dives down. And if you get your hand underneath the ball and it pops up and your hand was under it, it's alive. And they, she dives and, and they call it a pancake, I guess. And they end up putting it away and they win 39 37 cuz you gotta win by two you're playing to 25 and they jump around and they're happy and the guy uh, apparently you almost have unlimited challenges in it and and the the referee the gal referee goes and looks at it and awards the point to, and says she didn't get her hand on her well it was about 50 50 when you look at it on the replay but there been about three calls that had gone against Oregon earlier right challenges. So I got the impression that she didn't want to end the match, you know, knowing that she'd be accused of being a homer. Or something like that. And so then they end up losing 41-39, and they're just flat as hell in the third set. And they ended up getting beat. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you can't flat out say they, you know, they somehow got robbed because it was 50 50 but one thing you're hearing is because of the nfl is what do we need for on replay review irrefutable evidence right yes you don't need that in volleyball you got a referee over there who's going to make her decision on what she thinks her best judgment is but we got all these volleyball people saying it's not irrefutable
0: it doesn't have to be it's her opinion it's so we're happening. upset about this now though yeah
1: well oh god the volleyball crowd was but they you know they they love these kids and they you know, they fill this place up and it's a lot of fun. It's great and uh but it certainly would have been a lot more fun this weekend had they been here at at, at Target Center. Yeah,
0: what what are crowds gonna be like now that they're not here compared to what well, they could have the drawn. Nebraska here. people
1: will come up and uh, take all the extra seats. I'm okay. Sure. It'll be
0: full for Nebraska for sure. I saw though on Saturday though that you tweeted out one of the great Star Tribune pictures of all time in remembrance in your garage. Of the Weeping Blondes. The Weeping
1: Blondes. I keep them on the back of one of my doors That's in the garage.
0: Brian Peterson, that is still that one of the That is great... the greatest... And people got... Oh, you know, people are so mad at me
1: because of Black Still. I mean, I got this whole audience that... You're just reveling in Minnesota defeat. No. This is the greatest 10,000... A picture is worth 10,000 words photo in my lifetime. Yeah. Of Minnesota sports. Yes. it's It's... It says it. And in, nine, in on the date in 2009, the 10-year anniversary, whatever it was, I did a column on them, three of them. And, you know, so, like, it was not – I just saw it there and thinking about the volleyball as yeah. I was putting my bag away in the morning. I took a photo and sent it out. Oh, you're just rubbing salt the wounds, blah, blah. blah. No, I was just, you know – pointing out that we've had sad moments before.
0: That is one of the greatest pictures I've ever seen, too. Oh, it is.
1: It is. And you know what? Then the truth is that the blonde standing there yes. that comes down and is comforting them. Yes. Was sitting elsewhere. And she came down to see them and she blocked out another woman who another blonde who really? was sitting there. Oh, I didn't know that. So when we did the ten year anniversary thing, yeah, we got them back in those seats with the, and the the one who was standing, I believe, no longer lived around here. So we got the three originals sitting in those seats and her, if you look at the photo there, you can see the little bit of an outline of the other. She's standing in front of the other blonde. I did
0: not realize that. So we
1: got, so when we did it uh, 10 years later, we got the, the original. uh, Right, the the third person who we didn't see. I didn't know that there was was a person we didn't see. Anyway, it was. uh, yeah, I, I keep it
0: there. So oh, anyway. in fact, Jonathan just h- handed me the picture of it right now. Oh yeah, you you can see a blonde. Yeah, uh, there's a little tiny. There's a little yeah, tuft of hair there. in the back. But I'd never even thought about
1: it until I was talking to you know the gal uh, on the left there is was, uh, was the lead singer for Starlight whatever it is. Uh, one of the she's a musician in town, a singer. Who's, okay. It went in some good local groups. I can't
0: remember what their names are. This is also the perfect picture. If you ever needed one picture to encapsulate the Vikings history, this would be the absolute perfect picture.
1: Except last night they'd be saying, they'd have their mouths open, yelling out profanity. Oh, yeah,
0: Yeah, fire flip. Yeah,
1: fire flip. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they got flip flip fired. Are you happy, folks? One of the finest young, you know, if I was as energetic at embarrassing fans as I used to be, I'd go back and look look up some of the triumphant flip uh, you know, quotes from when we hired him away, Shermer. and then you know, hell, how what? At least a month into the season, it was still. Uh, he'll be. Well, we'll only have him for a year. Yeah, he'll be a. Oh yeah,
0: be, he's, he's well, gonna be a coach. Somewhere. But you're right. Um, two weeks ago or so, Collinsworth is t- talking about how he's still a hot young coach who's probably going to get a job. And then Aikman was doing the same thing on the Patriots game. Yeah. He was doing the same. Aikman was talking about, yeah, they're struggling a little bit, but he's going to get a job, you know. Yeah, well, these are just guys who say stuff.
1: Yeah. You know, they just say it because they, okay, they put somebody on the screen. I got to offer a platitude, right? Yeah, absolutely. I got I to offer a platitude. And I'm not going to rip them. So my platitude is, oh, one of the bright young coaches in the league. Uh, uh, and oh, by the way, he's going to get fired in a week. But <laughs> I don't know. It's uh,
0: Besides that, he's fine.
1: I'll tell you one thing: as the co-host of Wine Line with Manny, yep, you got to admit deep in your heart, embarrassing
0: defeat is much better than uh, triumphant victory. Oh, for business? Yes. But, uh, <laughs> not deep in my heart. I'll admit that fully. We were. We went, Patrick, last night. I think the
1: guy from uh, Denver or wherever it was that was an act.
0: I think he was putting on a oh, show. Oh, Portland. Yeah, Portland. We that yelled guy. at the end, <laughs> and dropped off, and it sounded like he jumped off of something. Mm-hmm. we took uh we went an hour and a half last night i want to say and we took something like what 26 phone calls mm-hmm. in that time there is no question that a defeat and i think the key mm-hmm. the key defeat is the one that makes people actually quit because i think now people are going to be like ah, whatever happens happens yeah. but but the, the defeat <laughs> that is their final straw is the greatest defeat yes. because they are going they're but, they are but to now to tell they
1: them. are revitalized because they got Steph, yeah, is oh, yeah. new? Are we calling him Steph? Do
0: you do you real? Uh, do you realize oh. Kevin Stefanski got hired by Childress as as like a gopher? Mm-hmm. His main job at one point in training camp was to take out his phone, which, which had a weather app, and basically chart the weather for that day if they were going to have to go indoors or something. Okay. And and his dad is Ed Stefanski, who's been an NBA GM for a bunch of teams.
1: Oh, okay.
0: All right. Well, but yeah, he. Uh, but now he's going to be the savior. Uh, yeah, he will be the savior. And you know what? And they're going to they win on Sunday. The, they're going to they win on the, Sunday. Oh, if they beat the Dolphins. Yes. They're, they're going to win on Sunday. And the first thing you are going to see is take the interim tag off. You know
1: what? I was actually uh, watching the uh, New England game when uh, Miami pulled off that play. Actually, I saw it on red zone.
0: They, so they did came I. Back with it. Great red zone, on Sunday.
1: And the only thing I could think of is, boy, well, was that fun. If this could only happen to Duke in, the, in like the regional finals of some tournament, some guy throwing it in from eighty feet—that's what that would even make me happier. What a Quinella that would be, right? What a what a what a parley that would be if, uh, if we could
0: costing if, Duke a chance to get to U.S. Belichick, Bank Stadium. Yes, yes,
1: I don't want them there. I, but don't, I do
0: not want them. You there. know they're coming. Oh God, yes, they're, <laughs>
1: they're so much better than everybody. They own you know the last the two we
0: had at the Metrodome. They want them both. Yeah, 92, 92, right? Absolutely 92. disgusting. Did did wait? <laughs> did you hate? Did you hate Coach K in ninety two? yet? Oh yeah. Or did you hate no, for him? No, no, no.
1: I just wanted him to lose. My whole thing with Duke goes back to when they played Louisville in the final, mm-hmm. and they had Jay Billis, who grew up down the street from Tracy Austin in Rolling Hills, California, a rich jackass with a, you know. And all the other, all those other guys, and all my buddies, and they were playing Louisville in the in the regional fight in the in the championship game. Yep. And Louisville had Billy Thompson and Milt Wagner, who grew up in Camden, New Jersey, with rats running around their head. You know, ghetto of ghettos. And all my buddies were saying, "Oh, these Duke kids are so great. Blah blah blah. These Duke oh, they're so articulate and all these crap."
0: I didn't realize it let, goes back let that these long. Kids, huh? I, I didn't realize that you're that you have despised Duke for that long.
1: No, well, I don't know if I despise him as much as I wanted him to lose. Yeah. And then as they flopped and you know the flopping and Leitner or meeting Leitner. You know, you've had a chance to meet Leitner. You hate Duke, right? Yeah. So, that's <laughs> that's very solid. And yeah. So anyway, it's 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 just developed into something. People think it's a bit, but it's it's part bit, but it's part. It it's grounded it's a in a real thing. Yes, yeah, it is. I. It had its roots it. in some real yes. hatred. Like when he coached the Olympic team, I always wrote it for the Olympic team to lose. So.
0: Yeah, you know, okay. Unchained. As a as a friend of mine once yeah. said, who hated,
1: a friend of mine who shall go nameless, ended up in a Spanish prison because he was over there on vacation, baseball writer, and he was had some drugs, and he got he got ended up getting arrested.
0: Happens to everybody John. Covers the
1: Dodgers and he's in Spanish prison. Okay. Lasorda, he's covered the Dodgers, Lasorda. Calls Sinatra. Yep. Sinatra calls the prince or the king and gets him out. But but he spent some time in the in the Spanish prison. And we are walking in together at 84 and the US is, you know, that Knights team which was as good as a pro team. If you ever seen that roster, it's on both Jordan and Ewing and all of them. <clears throat> anyway, we're walking into the forum before the gold medals came, and the guy looks at me and says, I hate Bobby Knight so much, I hope Spain
0: beats him. <laughs> and he'd been in prison. And that's, you know, that's uh, that's like me. Uh, when Krzyzewski coaches. Uh, I like the story. Coaches, LaSorda really, calls Sinatra who
1: calls the king, <laughs> calls King Juan Carlos, and they get him out. It's a, it's that's a, a, that's a, nice connection. That you know, when you come back from that, and you're covering the Dodgers, you're going to say good things about Lasorda. <laughs> you are. Yes, I was going <laughs> to say you got the, you got Lasorda's got you in his pocket. The analytics say Tommy's right every time. <laughs> yeah. If there were at the time yeah, analytics, right. they
0: t- you know what great manager and is. Move history. the runner over right every chance you <laughs> get, right. Tommy. Yes, good for you. That's right.
1: Oh, anyway. Yeah, that's it. Unchained. Unchained. Yeah, we'll, uh, I don't know. Well, give me
0: something. You got something? Oh, wait. Positive Pat. Yeah, you got Positive Pat. What do we do with Positive Pat? You tell me. It's a podcast. I had a chance to spend four
1: years watching Samantha Seliger Swenson be a setter for the University of Minnesota volleyball team, and she showed me a true appreciation for the sport by quarterbacking. A, a fantastic four-year run that included two Final Fours and uh, this year's number two overall ranking, which didn't turn out at everyone as hoped. But that's a positive, positive Pat point. And, uh, and that's it for him. I, And my other positive positive, Pat just left. my other positive, positive patch my other positive Pat is
0: congratulations
1: Pat. to Judge zulgad for being ahead of the curve on firing Flip. I was listening last night. Uh, at 11 o'clock, what time did you guys come on the air? 10.30? Uh, 10,
0: o'clock. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, yes. At 10.02, you were calling for the
1: firing of Flip, and you won. Did so, it take uh, me that long? Congratulations.
0: Oh, Christ. I thought I was hoping I was doing I say, I thought you had gone
1: completely nuts, but you were right. Oh. So <laughs> That's that's what Positive Pat has to say.
0: Okay. Unchained.
1: The rest of the show has pretty much been
0: unchained, unchained wouldn't you say? I think it's been very much unchained. Okay, so we're done. All right. That's what you're telling me. Bye.